world is watching. Yeah. And we need, we need to live and walk in faith. We need to live and we need to look that we're not afraid and we need to let the world see we do see us do it. Yeah. You see, everyone who yeah. lives around your church, they're scared. They're worried about what if I lose my job? What if my business goes out? You know what I mean? We had close to 10 million people lose their jobs yesterday in America. If you wait tables or tend to bar, millions lost their job yesterday. Mm, and they're all scared right. and they're all worried. And this is an opportunity for the church to reach out, to be the church. From the pages of Church Growth Magazine, helping church leaders implement their vision, this is the Church Growth Magazine podcast with your host, Brian Boyd. This is the Church Growth Magazine podcast, and uh, I'm your host, Brian Boyd. And with me again is the uh, founder of Church Growth Magazine and the owner and creator of the Provisum Group, Don Quarter. Hi, Don. Hi. Good morning, Brian. Hey. So this has been quite a week. Uh, Day by day, we see the impact of the coronavirus uh, pandemic, how it affects service, industry, retail, travel, um, normal, everyday people like like you and me. Uh, But since our magazine is dedicated to the tactics of, of church growth, um, let's focus on that for a moment because there has been a real significant impact on the church. I talked with a pastor yesterday who said that um, their giving this past Sunday was 15%, 1-5 of its normal weekend giving amount. And so today, Don, I'd like for you to share, um, because of your business and the way you support churches worldwide, Let's talk about some of the ways that churches can can thrive through this virus, through this pandemic. Um, well, what what are your what are your opening thoughts about this? Well, my, my my first thought is that the church has an opportunity to be the church. You know, in um, Genesis twenty six, we we read of a famine in Israel, and many people were heading south to Egypt, where the conditions were less severe. But, but God said to Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Abide where I tell you, I will be with you and I will bless you. And Isaac obeyed. So in the middle of a drought, Isaac planted crops. I mean, think about that. In the, where, where most people were eating their seed because that was all there right. was. Right. Isaac stepped out in faith. He trusted a good God. And he planted crop. And that's what the world needs to see the church doing right now. What the church needs right now is faith. And, and I, I said to a person I was talking with uh, the other day that this is a test of the church's faith. And usually when you say this is a test of faith, you think that God is watching and God is watching your faith. I don't think God gave the world the coronavirus to test the church's faith. But I can tell you this. The world is watching. Yeah. And we need we need to live and walk in faith. We need to live and we need to look that we're not afraid. And we need to let the world see we do see us do it. Yeah. You see, everyone who yeah. lives around your church, they're scared. They're worried about what if I lose my job? What if my business goes out? 
You know what I mean? We had close to 10 million people lose their jobs yesterday in America. If you wait tables or tend to bar, millions lost their job yesterday. Hmm, And they're all scared and they're all worried. And this is an opportunity for the church to reach out, to be the church. Mm -hmm. The uh, news two nights ago, NBC News actually had a segment about faith in America. And they touched on um, streaming and how churches are reaching out. Uh, I might add that that what we're talking about today, Don and I, is is written up as well in greater uh, greater context at churchgrowthmagazine dot com. So you'll want to go to churchgrowthmagazine dot com and read the article that supports what we're talking about today. But the news the other night, they had a whole segment about faith in church and streaming has become uh, quite ubiquitous. Um, is it safe to say that all churches have immediately jumped on the streaming bandwagon, Don? <laughs> Well, they're trying to, you know, uh, I'm the president of an organization called the Provisum Group, and we manage churches and charities. Well, we do their accounting and finance, their HR and their IT, but we also do their communications website, phone apps, and so forth. And I would say half of our clients this past Sunday had no streaming mechanism at all. They didn't, they didn't even know how to do Facebook Live. And uh, so, yeah, our and, you know, we were encouraging them, you know, this is coming. If if they start closing doors, you know, you're going to need to put this together. And a lot of our churches just said, well, we'll wait and see. And uh, Monday morning, we had um, close to 100 phone calls of people saying, how do I um, how do I stream live stream my service? So my congregation, uh, I can stay connected to my congregation. Wow. So, but how do we find them? I, I think when I was on the internet this weekend, uh, YouTube, Facebook, et cetera, I saw dozens and dozens of churches from all over the world streaming. Um, it's probably important that your local church reaches out to its local community too. Is that, is that still important even though they're just virtual or online? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, you know, Monday morning, almost every church in America woke up to a new reality. And that reality was locked doors and diminished giving. Yeah. Um, we we process the giving report for um, a lot of churches, and on average, on Monday, giving was down sixty six percent, two thirds. Mm. Wow. And and you know, and the reality is, most church workers are kind of in the same place as um, uh, waiters, wait staff. Um, dishwasher, bus staffs, and bartenders. <clears throat> is my is my employer going to be able to stay open and pay me? And, you know, the, the church um, has to, to step out in faith. And this is an excellent time, an excellent time right now to gird up those live streaming uh, mechanisms and capabilities of your church. I mean, you know, there's an old saying when, you know, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And, you know, so a lot of church have, have relegated their live streaming and, uh, you know, podcasting and um, different things like that to, you know, we'll get to it one day. Well, guess what, brothers and sisters, today's that day. 
And you know, what about, give, what about giving, Don? If if we're in an online environment, how does a church? Um, uh, they still need to operate, so they still depend on tithes and offerings. Um, are they are they ready for that in the giving? In a, are they ready for that type of giving if they're in an online format? Well, in most in my experience, in most cases, the answer, the direct answer to your question would be no. Uh, but it's more um, an under it's more cultural than systemic. Basically, with few exceptions, most churches and most pastors and most pulpit supply don't like asking for money. And so in their church, when it's time to ask for money, they just get quiet. The organ starts playing. The ushers walk down and they pass plates. Nobody, nobody says you need to give and here's why. And I think in this new reality, when, you know, 66% of your revenue just plummeted, now would be a real good time to start talking about auto giving, you know, direct, uh, direct deduction. It's, it's something that they put off. They don't want to ask for, but I can tell you this on average, when someone goes to uh, auto giving or auto deduct, their giving goes up 20%. And the reason is not because they become more generous. Most people, when they make a decision to give to a church regularly, they pick an amount and they think to themselves, I can afford to do that. And so I'm just picking a number. Let's say it's $20 a week. So when they pick $20 a week, they think to themselves, I can do that. $20 a week, I can do that. For some people, it's more. For some people, it's less. It's The amount's not what is important. But what's true, the reason giving goes up, because very, very few people go to church 52 weeks a Sunday or 52 Sundays a year. Right. And almost none that miss one Sunday come the next Sunday and give double. And when you do auto deduct or auto give, you're, you're giving every Sunday, every week, the amount that you plan. And a lot of people just don't, it's kind of an afterthought. Now would be a really good time to push that because what else are you going to do? Yeah. And when you're online and it's time to give, somebody needs to look a camera right in the eye and say, now is the time to give and explain why you need to keep, why, A, why giving is good for you and B, why in this time we need you to keep giving. And that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. But again, you know, we need to step out in faith. And I think as a step of faith, that's not a real big one. Mm-hmm. Don Corders with us here today. Don is the president of the Provisum Group. And he's also the uh, founder of Church Growth Magazine. And uh, the uh, we're talking about today about how churches can thrive in this in this new reality that we currently are in. And uh, so the the uh, content we're talking about today is also available on churchgrowthmagazine.com, as well as in, in contact information for Don, so you can reach out to him with any questions. Don, what about hope? You know, one of the areas that our church needs to do is is continue to provide hope to our community, um, our local community. You know, in the in the I'll just say the ten blocks around our church. What are you seeing churches do today, you know, this week? Have you heard from any churches? How are they giving hope back to their community? Or what should they be doing? 
Well, I haven't heard of too many because I, I think, you know, it, we're only 48 hours out for the first time that most of these churches have ever had to close their doors. And when they saw what the attendance was and, and what they were saw what giving was, I think a lot of uh, church staff and, and clergy are just stunned. And w- what they need to do is to be the church. You know, um, we're kind of it, people who are well churched to, to hear things, you know, uh, like God won't give you more than you can handle and, and to preach that and to teach that. We're kind of used to that. It's almost trite. But right now, the world, you know, that 70% of people who are not going to be in church on Sunday, they're scared to death and they're looking for hope. And where would they get it in their lives? Would they get it on Facebook? Would they they get it on the evening news? Would they get it on television? Would they get it, you know, on Instagram or, or Snapchat? No, it can come from the church. And so really, this is a time that I would encourage the church to focus on making their live streams the best they can be. You know, we're not working. We're not at church. So why not record a podcast a day? Um, of the pastor, you know, preaching on hope, giving example after example in the Bible of a good God who loves his people and cares for them, even in the worst of times. Mm-hmm. You, you could um, teach lessons on that. Also, it's inspire your church to go out and give help. Let them see that. And, and, and again, you know, push digital giving. This is the time, you know, you, um, what else are you going to do? You know, what are you, you going to really, really stay home? Right. You know, and they just, they need, this is an opportunity to push the gospel, which is really what we should be doing all the time. You know, the last time in my lifetime that there was an environment where people were so ready to receive the gospel was on 9-11. On 9-11, for six to eight weeks, you know, the whole country got faith. And this is a time for the church to offer comfort and and strength and hope and, and to teach them that the one true hope is found in the gospel of Jesus. That's great, Don. So, Don, in, in, the, in the article that's on the in the magazine— um, one of the things you talked about is, is, is reaching out and, you know, encouraging your congregation to, to reach out to others. Um, what do you think are the most effective ways for people to, to reach out to others, you know, with this, with this current pandemic? Well, your, your church is going to need to create some sort of digital link that can be forward to friends. You know, most of your parishioners, if you were to say to them, hey, you know, you've got friends and family that live far from God and they're scared right now, you know, and here's a great podcast that pastor has put together for everybody. Could you just press this button right here at the bottom of this email or this text message? Yeah, so easy. Yeah. And could you forward it to everyone you know? People will do that because in times of stress, in times of peril, in times of trouble, in the West, our reaction is we need to do something. We, we, you know, we, you know, it was once said that uh, America's greatness is in its goodness. 
And people want to do something. They want to make a difference. And in most cases, they don't know what to do. So if you're proactive and you say, look, you know, here's a message of hope. And if it inspires you, if it makes you, if it makes you feel just a little bit better today than it did before you read it, would you forward it to everybody, you know, and you know, it happens. People will do it. I wrote an article, uh, um, about a month ago that, um, went viral and to date close to 50,000 people have read that article and have filled my email box thanking me for, you know, giving them hope for that day. It's for us who are in the church, who are well church, who've been churched all of our lives. You know, a podcast just isn't the real deal. It's not the same thing. I'd rather be in service and hear pastor do it live. But to people who have no church, who have no church relationship, but believe in God, this can be manna for them. This can be the manna that sustains them through this crisis. Right. Yeah, it's 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 so simple. I know of a of a pastor in New York City who, I think every day at noon or one o'clock, he uh, just goes on Facebook Live and he reads a chapter out of Psalms, one or two chapters, and I think his goal is to go through the entire book of Psalms over the next few weeks. Um, and uh, and then a couple of days ago, I saw a a, a worship leader and and a, and another word two worship leaders just go on YouTube live and start leading worship. Um, they normally would have probably been at church practicing. Uh, so they were home and or at their homes and they were leading worship online. So there are a lot of things your church can do to continue outreach, inspiring hope to others and being that light in the community. Uh, I'd encourage uh, those listening today to take a, uh, uh, to, to go to church magazine, churchgrowthmagazine.com. Uh, this article will be on the homepage, and uh, there's more information about Don, the Provisum Group. And Don, going back real quick to automated giving, I'm assuming that means text to give and automatic ACH payments. You can help, you know, get put all that together for churches. Oh yeah, and and it's simple to do. We do it all the time, and and it's relatively inexpensive to do because we've done it so many times. We have a template. Okay. You know, how long would it take for a church to get online with an automated giving program? uh, Once they give us their banking credentials, right? They got to call their bank and tell them that, you know, this link is going to start pushing money their way. Um, You know, it's only a, you know, it's a, it's only about an hour's work, but I can tell you right now at the Provisum group, the line is about a hundred deep. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's simple to do and we, and we do it all the time. It's safe. It's, um, it's encrypted, it's protected and it's insured. Great. Well, that, that's good to know. So, uh, again, church growth magazine is your source and resource for all the tactics needed to help your church grow, thrive and, and bring hope. And uh, Don, it's always a pleasure to have you on on the podcast, sharing the more details beyond the story, beyond the article. So, Don, as we wrap up this this uh, special edition podcast today, is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, it's a real simple thought. I, I had it the other day in my devotions, and it, it came from Genesis twenty six. In the middle of a drought, Isaac sowed in faith. God kept his promise and blessed Isaac for his faith.
And I think that's that's what we need to hold on to the church right now. This is a drought. This is a scary time. We're wondering for many people, where's the next meal coming from? And we need to step out in faith and show the world what people of faith look like in perilous times. Amen. Well, Don, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Church Growth Magazine podcast. Uh, We appreciate your support and your subscriptions. If you're on Apple, we encourage you to click the subscribe button. We're also available on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and any other place that great quality podcasts can be listened to. So for Don Quarter, I'm Brian Boyd, and we will see you next time on Church Growth Magazine. Mm -hmm.